evening all, this is episode 78 of 2 Minutes for Chatting and it's been almost a month I think since we last uh, spoke to you and a lot has changed, hopefully everyone's okay, I'm, uh, I'm doing alright, how are you doing? I'm shattered. Knackered, that's it, we can either stop here or we can spend <laughs> the next hour talking about hockey stuff. I thought you were going to say episode 78 and it's been 78 days since we last recorded. And maybe that's what we need to do going forward. <laughs> yeah, each, so we'll so be a huge time. wait for the next one. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, it's it was a... seven. Okay, it's not 78 days, but however many days. Most of that was filled with more player loss and retiring and shite news and then I suppose a wee bit of promising news towards the end of that with three new signings for clan still no coach but um, also the possibility of a season in I was going to say September that'd be brilliant in December with a pre-season November that would be good but can we see it happening I don't know yet yeah, it's a it's obviously a strange scenario that's going on now, but it's good to have a plan in place. Um, whether that'll come through or not in the end, then we need to wait and see. Yeah, well, we'll we'll come on to that. But I mean, first, I've got written down here that uh, we lost another five players. Um, if we go through and chronological order I feel it would be inappropriate I think one man stands above the other four in this list and it's Craig Moore and uh, it's yeah it's Matt Buffal (laughs) (laughs) of course our our famous number 61 Scott Pitt announces his retirement uh, after 310 games 134 goals, 181 assists for 315 points, so just over a point a game. Um, but if if you want your Wall of Fame slot ready-made, then he's your guy. Uh, it's obviously a shame to see him go. I think people will argue that he possibly didn't have his best year with, with that one there, but I mean, what a, a club legend, undoubtedly. Yeah, without without a doubt, um, the point scorer and uh, thoroughly deserves a, a place on on the wall of fame. Um, if they've not started making the banner already, then I'll be asking questions. Yeah, I mean, he was. I would say he's probably my my favourite clan player. Uh, it's pro. It's, it's a bit of an easy choice, but I think um, you know there are a lot. <laughs> A lot of good memories and um, goals he scored and well, it was pretty much goals and assists really. He's not memorable for other things really, is he? The odd, sure he, he had the odd weird fight but apart, <laughs> from, say, apart from that. He did, he did have a fight, uh, it was against Dundee, I, I can't remember who it was but um, yeah something must have really hurt him that, that night. Yeah. Well, he's um, he's obviously the as you said the all time top point scorer. Um, he had he had many um partners, I guess you could say through the time. You know, Neil Trim, uh, Mike Hammond, and more more lately Matt Becker, all guys who've benefited from his assists and positioning and stuff like that. And I think a lot of the time is. Maybe in his, his earlier years, but his defensive side of the game and stuff was possibly underestimated a wee bit. Um, but you know it'll be it'll be sad to see him go. It is a a gap to fill. Um, we don't know how everything will turn out this year, but I think I think he'll be missed. It will be a, a bit weird having a having no no Scott Pitt in the number sixty one if we still have a sixty one. Yeah, it will be. It'll be. Strange all round um, when the next season arrives. Uh, try to find someone of the same calibre 
uh, in the same point scoring record that he has is going to be extremely difficult and um, I don't know how the team are going to go about that um, or indeed what, what funds are available to do that as well um, but yeah just overall um, yeah de- definitely one one guy that uh, Sam made made me want to go uh, to a lot of games as well um, yeah. especially early on in his career um, yeah, he just he just suited he suited the league so well, I think. Um, yeah, and obviously he had that spell in Slovakia and Manchester that we don't really talk about. But uh, you know, he just he just he produced a lot for the clan, and I think a lot of their success was has to be said to be down to him. So best of luck in whatever he goes on to do. He might be like a going into the fire service like everyone else seems to do uh, <laughs> or whatever else I don't think he next, was, he was next clan sure. head coach well I don't he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy but you never <laughs> you never know maybe give him an offer he'd be welcome back in some capacity anyway yeah um, okay so aside from that legend we've got four other guys who we can't class as legends, but had varying degrees of success. Um, Craig Moore, who has moved to, well, back to Dundee technically, he played for them a few years ago. Um, in the press release for that, I think Gareth had said that an offer was made to Craig Moore and he obviously wanted to, to choose Dundee over us. That's a bit worrying, I think, um, but maybe it's just a case of you know, that's the uncertainty around the club's just too much for some of these guys. Yeah, that's, that's completely understandable as well. You've got to look after yourself at the end of the day and if he thinks he's he's getting a better offer, um, a more stable offer at Dundee, then, you know, why why wouldn't he take it, really? Yeah, and I think um, Pasha's made Dundee a... Uh, an attractive place to go, I think. Um, they've obviously had a lot of good teams over the over the past few years on one of the lower budgets in the league. But he's, um, you know, he's obviously done a good job, and he he knows Craig Moore will know what he's moving to there as well. So, yeah, none of these guys we can't can't hold any grudges against them. You can see why they they choose to do that. But it's obviously always disappointing to to lose guys to to rivals in the league if you could call them that certainly conference rivals even though there is no conference but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah um, Scottish rivals yeah exactly it's, that yeah it's um, yeah that, that's it's a bit of a sore one for for us uh, if we're looking at Brit players and um, I think you know last season he um did pretty well at times. Um, I think you know he, he's a a good, uh, a youngish, um, separate player and um, plays. You know, he can play. I think he can play forward as well. I think yeah. I'm, I'm sure he has done before. Yeah, no, he yeah. did because I think if if Andrew Lord at Cardiff obviously sees potential in you enough to. To sign him, and I think a lot of the time there he played as a forward down in that season he had in Cardiff. Um, yeah. I seem to remember he scored in the Champions Hockey League actually when he was playing as a as a forward down there. So he, he was he could do both jobs, and I think he you know he, he is a good player. He was hampered a bit by injury at Clan, wasn't he? He missed a yeah a good who, chunk. Who was he? Well, it seems to be a, a curse playing there, but he, I'm pretty sure he, you know, played with the boards at one point, and uh, he yeah. missed he missed a good chunk of the season, so that doesn't really help. Um, but no, disappointing. Um, hopefully, he doesn't do well against us, but I do I do think he's he would be a valuable player to have, certainly as a Brit as well. Yeah, definitely. Um. Next up, Nolan Laporte has moved to 
East Coast League with Atlanta. Uh, again, apparently, an offer was made to try and entice him to stay. He kind of divided our opinion a wee bit uh, when, we, when we discussed it in the past. I think uh, he was probably one of our better players last year, in my opinion. Uh, it doesn't surprise me that they made him an offer to stay, but again, they don't. these guys just don't really have, have any reason to if they're getting contract offers elsewhere. Um, you know, I'm not, it's not as if I'm gutted he's gone or anything, but he was, I think, on my list. I just, I, I quite liked him as a player. Um, I know you thought maybe a bit differently, uh, but certainly, again, it's just a sign of the times as it is for all these. We'll be saying that for all of these, but what can you do, really? Yeah, I think um, he, he did a job, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't have said he was a... Uh, like a, a bad player in any way, but um, and I know that's not what you were getting at either. But it was just, um, I always just felt that some games you would you, you would see him, uh, and you know the the way that he would play would be would be amazing. And I was kind of looking for a bit a bit more consistency from him, um, I guess. Uh, but you know he was. He was a, a really good, a really good player. Definitely one of our, um, one of our top yeah. players of last season. I think that just uh, summarises last season really. But he's went back to the East Coast League and uh, a bit of familiar familiarity with uh, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think, um, like you say, yeah, he's he's going back to a familiar place, which is kind of the same as. As Craig Moody, he did, I agree, when you, you said that he showed some flashes, maybe he struggled a bit with consistency. Um, I remember he scored a, was it a hat-trick down in Manchester? It might not have been a hat-trick, but certainly a possibly a game-winning goal uh, down in Manchester in overtime, maybe. Um, so he, he, he could do it, and he quite liked uh, the sort of physical side of the game, which is normally the sort of players that the fans take to here and I think a lot of them did from for that reason. Um but again, you know, these these people standing out in pretty disappointing seasons always makes you always makes you wonder a wee bit, but there's no doubt he he had talent and I think it was it was made clear the club wanted them to stay so um it was yeah, don't know if I read that they would leave the door open for a return. I don't really know what that means if somebody signed a, a contract elsewhere. But anyway, <laughs> surely that's just you leave the door open for all your good players to return. Um, but yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I know. I don't, I don't really know what the the scenario was there. Um, I suppose it, in a way it was good to to kind of have a. You always want a core group of guys um, for stability more than anything else um, and you know in recent years we've not really had that um, when you look at before when you had um, the likes of Matt Keith and um, players like that we had you know he was yeah. captain for, for a number of seasons and um, obviously Scott Pitt and uh, guys like that as well um, you had that kind of stability there whereas you're not really seeing that so much now and it's um, yeah I don't know it's, I'm always I'm always a bit nervous when, when guys leave because <laughs> you don't really know a great deal about any of the guys that are coming in either um, and you just wonder if, if they'll be able to to match what they've done or yeah I know um, or could be better obviously but I know, and especially in some other teams, um, we'll, we'll probably touch on Sheffield after this, but some teams are re-signing a lot of guys, even with still that uncertainty about when we're starting. Now, obviously, that does come down to money a lot of the time as well, I think. You know, there'll be however they do clauses in the contract and whatever, um, and we won't be able to match that a lot of the time, but yeah, you know, what what is what are the reasons that guys just aren't wanting to 
stick around. Uh, well, who knows? We'll possibly never, never know. Um, but yeah, so the last, last uh, two to announce that they were retiring. Both of these guys first, Matt Stanish, who spent two years at the clan, and I think we both agreed as. His first season, it was probably better than this one. Um, the the press release stated that the club were disappointed. I think was the word they used with his decision, um, and that that makes me wonder was was there an offer made there? I don't think that was specified. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, he he was one of those guys. I think we both expected a bit a bit more from this year. So from that point of view, um, you know, again, not not disappointed, um, but you know, he's he's moving on, and again, we're going to need to find a replacement for everyone that's retiring, whether they were good or not. It's just another slot. Yeah. We're going to need somebody new in. Yeah, I think with the the uncertainty as well, it's it's forced a lot. Of- players into retirement as well they wouldn't necessarily have done so um, but for for Stanish you know this, uh, signing him from Manchester and after the season they had that year they finished second um, I guess we, we kind of thought we were getting um, a, a really top uh, a top tier D-man in the league um, and you know it Overall, he was he was good. I would say um, he was. Yeah, I don't think I would. Um, I would praise him any any higher than that. Or, um, you know, he certainly wasn't below average either. Um, just like a a steady guy, but yeah, I don't know. The, it was difficult to the points the points that he got in the first season seemed to disappear, which yeah. Uh, which make make a big impact. I think if you're, you know, I suppose it depends what kind of fan you are, but um, we would possibly tend to analyse things a bit a bit more. And when when the points disappear, you maybe start looking at other things in the game, which which would be fine, you know. But you wouldn't say it was the the most solid defensively, or you know, yeah. always could always be relied on and made almost no real obvious mistakes um, that wasn't him you know he was a bit suspect I think at times but but you would have we were, would have been happy we were happy to have him back I think for that second year um, and we just didn't work out as much as well as he'd wanted um, and from that point of view yeah he's maybe thinking am I going to do another year or whatever and this has sort of forced him over the edge like you say which is the same for a few of them yeah, that's a pretty decent decent summary. Um, and then finally we've got Matt Puffal, who's probably one of the the younger retirees that we've had. Um, I think he's probably the number one victim of I wasn't going to retire normally, but now I am because of the of the situation, I think that's exactly what how he strikes me. Um, again, when when he came in, I think we were excited by what what he could do, and he never really lived up to that. Um, he was pretty good at times. I know we've sort of covered this ground before, but not so good at others. Um, but you know, these these kind of guys. If I don't know if they've got another job or whatever it is but they're going to jump at that chance when you're putting that up against possibly a, a few months contract in a league that may not even happen type thing although there was no real mention of him being offered another contract so I don't know yeah um, I don't I don't personally think his performances last season would, would warrant uh, us going back in for him sort of thing Um I think he was he was okay. Um, there was games where he would um, would make mistakes, um, and there were 
they were noticeable at times as well. Um, I think just uh, given that, I think I'd I think I tipped him to be a one of our sort of defenseman defenseman <laughs> of the year. Uh, yeah, but you should know by now anybody that gets tipped for a good year is having a shocker. That's true. Um, I just saw him as a um, again just from videos, but. Uh, I saw a good two-way skater and um, retained the puck well um, and we didn't really see that a great deal um, so yeah be- again best of luck to him and obviously he's got a better opportunity um, I would say uh, it's, it's difficult though because you're, you're thinking he's probably in the same category as, as Lyndon Springer um, roughly a similar age so both around twenty five. Yeah. Um so for like for, for him to retire now is um certainly before before his time, uh, if that makes sense. But obviously yeah. with what's going on, um playing a, a broken record again, but yeah. um, we know how it is. Exactly no. Um and, and I think, you know, the fact that there was no coaching, for example, maybe these kind of guys like Puffal, I don't know, he really enjoyed playing for Fitzy and with Fitzy moving on and the uncertainty around that. Um, you know you, you know how it was in, in the trip season where we had the likes of... Uh, I'd rather not. Well, we had, you know, Hammond, Becker and Pitt who were yep. playing that year under Finnerty and from all accounts... He's a good coach to play under, um, but then when he when he moved on, uh, you know they they they've got that feeling that maybe they want to follow the coach, and again, when Pete Russell moved on, guys that enjoyed playing under him, are maybe thinking right who are they bringing in here? I can't take that risk. So there's that factor as well. Uh, yeah, but it's you know we'll, we'll just have to see exactly who who starts coming in and when but th- there was there was the positive news released at uh, a clan drive-in movie which I believe neither of us attended I'm sure it was good according to some sources they played uh, a different film than was advertised for a while <laughs> but I believe part of that was the announcement of three brand new import signings um, and we have three guys who are all big guys by the looks of it um, two defencemen uh, and one forward coming in from the University of Ottawa so uh, we firstly have Quinn O'Brien then yep. Jacob Sweeney and also uh, Medrick Mercier, is that how we pronounce it? I think, I think so. It is. Um, it's an excellent name, anyway. It is a great name, um, and he actually looks like looks like quite a, a good looking guy as well, uh, <laughs> just from the pictures. But it's it's a completely different direction for the clan to go in with these kind of signs. I know it was hinted at in one of those blogs or interviews with Gareth, where he said they're looking to go younger. Um, you know, a, a lot of teams often say they, they want to go younger and faster, but for Clan, I would say this is a different direction. Um, three guys coming in, you know, Quinn O'Brien, six foot three, uh, Jacob Sweeney, six four, and Mercy is six three. So all big players, um, two defensemen, and maybe we missed that kind of thing uh, defensively. You know, we missed possibly a wee bit of size and physicality from the the video release. These guys obviously just see the highlights, but they looked good. I've got no doubt they will be good players. Um, I'm excited to see them if we ever do. Um, but it's just it's just kind of weird getting used to that sort of Pasha model of recruitment. Um, and they're obviously all coming from the, the same team, so... You'd like to think that they know each other's game a wee bit as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, three. Um, definitely for for us, bizarre signings. Um, you alluded to the sad passion model. Um, I, I love that he's got a model <laughs> he, he does though is, is, he's the guy that comes to mind when you think of university type signings uh-huh. and nine times out of ten they work out yeah they do yeah, yeah so, so um, hopefully these these guys work out for us um, but yeah like, like you were saying they're all kind of they're all big guys and uh, Quinn O'Brien's maybe the Maybe this uh, <laughs> I use the term power forward, but um, in the same Sam mould as Lee Salters, but without the points to go along with. Um, yeah, it's uh, actually I don't want to. I thought when I was coming on here that I'm definitely not going to be negative, and I'm not. Um, cause I've seen a lot of talk about you know where are where are the points. Um, and it, and it is true from one standpoint, but again, I think, you know, it just depends how guys adapt to the league and stuff. He's, he was, what, three three years he was the assistant and then he was the, the captain. Um, you, you have to be a, a good player to probably uh, even reach that level. But also, you know, you'll bring... Clearly brings leadership, and they're all they all seem to be properly kind of grown up type guys. I know that when I was even at twenty five, these guys seem like <laughs> genuine adults. As daft as daft as that sounds, but you know that he'll come in and he'll be a good player. And okay, he's not maybe renowned for points at at that level, but who knows what kind of role he played. Um, what what was the team like? What what was he allowed to do? What was he not? Um, you know, he's. You've, we've got to give him a chance. I'm being mega positive no, here, but. Well, I know, but, um, I'm looking at it from the point of view that we've signed this guy, and you know, he's obviously got a certain style, and then. We don't have a coach yet, so are you are you looking for a coach that has, that that can utilise his strengths or are you going to get a coach that's coming in with his own ideas and he's going to just implement those ideas and uh, if you're getting bored with it then fine and if you don't then tough sort of thing it's, yeah. it's just I don't know it's, it is always a weird scenario when you see players signing before you've got a coach well exactly that that was the next thing I was going to come on to like, who who is who is calling the shots there about that these are the guys that we want and that will fit in well because whoever it is must they must think that they're going to fit in well or know that they're going to fit in well to whatever it is uh, yes they're young guys but maybe whoever comes in doesn't want that kind of player or they already know who is coming in and he said you need to get this kind of guy um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is strange obviously in the other teams you can sort of see okay they've got a coach in and they're bringing back these guys and you know what that team's going to be like um, you know we know what Fife are going to be like we know what Dundee are going to be like uh, <laughs> we just, nobody knows what we're going to be like and I just I, I don't want to get don't want to get too negative but yeah if, if, if we're bringing it up the guy's got Less points than both Mercy and Sweeney, who are defensemen. Um, so in those twenty-seven games, not got a massive penalty minutes either. Um, so I don't know, but what can you do? I think he'll be. I think he'll be sat in that kind of mold. This uh, uh, hard-working, um, physical. Yeah. Type. Like, um, that. Almost it seems to be a kind of Tansky, almost Tansky esque, but with size. Yeah, I get. I think that's what that's kind of the the comparison. That S- size, that made, size, but... and youth. Um, yeah. I mean, T- Tansky didn't have many points. I think he had a few more than that. 
but uh, uh-huh. you know he, he wasn't he put himself about for sure but he, he wasn't a big guy whereas no. you know these also... these guys you can you can see them you know like properly being able to to put themselves about so but Tansky what... had this uh, drive as he well did. and he uh, was quick speed. he was very quick so um I don't know how likely it is that somebody of that size is is as quick we'll, we'll need to see or maybe we won't see <laughs> who knows but, <laughs> you know what I mean it's it, it's hard to we're, we're comparing somebody we've not seen to to a guy that was one of our one of our favorites so I don't want to don't want to big him up too much but We'll, we'll we'll give him a chance. Um, what once we see, I think what the rest of the team starting to look like. You know, if we just sign the whole Ottawa Uni team, then that would be <laughs> that'd be strange. But you know, you know it. They're good teams. When when we played that, who was it that came for a pre-season game? And they were they were very yeah. very good. Um, Whoever it was, but we know the level's good. It's just, it's weird to have this picture without coach. I do get that. I agree. Um, regarding we uh, we Medrick and Jacob, um, as we said, both big guys. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think back to who the last really big D man we had was. It Tyson Wilson that was that. Possibly in that sort of mould, he was obviously a very good player, but he didn't, he didn't have loads of experience, did he? So, we might be unearthing another one of those. But on the other hand, you'd guys like Lee Bolden, <laughs> who tight, really? who tight, um, and maybe we wouldn't, maybe we wouldn't want them back. But um, certainly, I think was it was it Mercier who had, who looked to have the very good. Very good shot from the clips. Um, again, that's just that could mean anything. You're picking out highlights. You're not. I want to see a video of howling mistakes, as well. Uh, but you know, it's three guys that I hope I hope do well. But it's it's hard to to judge anything really at this this point. Yeah, I think that's fair and. We will obviously back them and and get behind them, um, you know, before we before we judge them really. Um, so it's in a way, it's good to have any signing at this point. Yeah, um, but I would rather it was a. I would rather we had a coach first. Yes, no, I I agree. I think it's easier to to try and get a picture of what your team's going to be like from a coach. Yeah. I think, uh, and you know we 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 don't want to end up. Maybe we'll be the first clan team in history to have no coach, and we'll do really well. But it's just you know it's not going to happen. Um, fan fan coached as opposed to fan owned. Yeah, <laughs> every every game a different fan gets a chance to go behind the bench. It's probably not don't. the worst idea based on some of the stuff we've seen. Don't give them any ideas about having that lined up to next to the fifty-fifty tickets. I know. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what see what happens to those guys. I think saying see what happens is obviously what we do all the time. Um, but good luck to them. Look forward to finally getting them on the ice whenever that is this year or or in two thousand and twenty-one, whatever. Um, the other thing I I'd written down. Do we assume that some of the Brits, i.e. Haywood, Peacock possibly, I'm not sure, but do we assume that those guys are signed or are even those contracts in the, I mean, Haywood, Haywood there's no point in discussing, but a couple of other Brits, um, you know, like Peacock, are these guys... Staying? Are they moving on? Are they even thinking about whatever they're doing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's <clears throat> it's strange. Um, I think I would be amazed if Matt Haywood doesn't back. 
Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, he kind of stands aside from these discussions now. Yeah. Given yeah, that he but... lives here and he's married here and he's now the captain. I think yeah. he's, he's just assumed until he retires a few years down the line. But I'm, think, yeah. I'm thinking more like your Peacock and... Uh, well, we know about Moore now, but Peacock, I mean, I, I was not really interested in him coming back, but has the way the situation's played out meant that he is actually going to stick about because who else are we going to get type thing? Um, I, know, I don't that, like the sound the of that, but it's it's possible. That's the thing. Um, next season could be a a write off um, in terms of how we want to do in the league and and how well we want to do and with whatever budget we've got as well. Um, I think these are all scenarios that come into play. Um, so I think we can. I think you know it's. Coming to terms with that, um, yeah. which is is difficult to do, obviously. But um, yeah, I think you know, on on that evidence, uh, it would be it would be good to have um, guys like like Haywood and, and Peacock back. Um, Jack Musel as well is another one. Um, not too sure what his uh, scenario looks like just now um, but you know w- w- where he to come back now I think you know I guess we kind of know what we get with him but it's um, it's having the having the players there against having no one really I don't know it's difficult yeah. the, the players it's just you know who who are you going to get in really that's going to improve um, on what you had yeah, no, no, it's, it is a difficult one. Um, and the kind of acceptance of uh, we might just have a shite, a, I say a shite, another shite season uh, if it happens is, is a big a big possibility. And um, the players we end up getting is because that is all we can get or, you know, they, they didn't move on kind of thing. So, yeah, it's... As we said before, worrying in, in a in a in a way um, until we we see movement. I think on that coach, then are we going to see? Are we going to have a ton of player announcements and and no coach? Now that wouldn't really sit right. But no, it's it's a possible. Yeah. Um, and and whoever's doing whoever's doing recruitment just now as well. If um. You know, if you if you're looking at, at Pasha and the guys that he's bringing in, and if they, if sorry, if the guys that we bring in don't match up to that, then, um, you know, whoever's doing recruitment just now should think twice about doing it in the future. I would suggest. Yeah, yeah. To be brutally honest, yeah, I completely agree. Um. So there was a, a tentative roadmap released for the return to play um, and we, we mentioned it briefly earlier um, but the intention is for that magic five weekend so f- sort of five games between the, the ten teams in Nottingham on December the 5th and 6th with pre-season games in November then the season ending May the 1st and 2nd, followed by playoffs on 15th and 16th of May. So, obviously, they've, they've pushed back the end. Um, but I, without getting into too much of the politics and stuff, do you think a December start is realistically going to happen? Um, I can't. I, I can't see it going ahead to be perfectly honest um, <clears throat> different it's, it, it's, a, it's a different scenario when you look at football and um, you know this, uh, the gates like there's a uh, different gates that, pe- that people can go through compared to an ice hockey rink and it's it's obviously indoors as well and <clears throat> um, I think for the 
for the sport to sort of continue in the same the same way that it has been. Um, it obviously relies on um, ticket money and, and what's generated on match nights. Um, I don't know if you were to put a gun to my head. Um, I would say it's probably not going ahead, but um, you, we just don't know. Really, it's just um, yeah this scenario. Really, just, we can't really we can't really say for sure. But um, what's what's your your take on it? Um, I don't know. It's it's hard. It, well, it, okay, it's impossible to predict the the stuff that was mentioned about. Um, you know the possible return of fans was it to some uh, sporting events that was was that not tentatively mentioned maybe for middle of September uh, yeah so there's that but the problem that we've discussed before and as has been mentioned by various league outlets is that we it can't afford to be some fans it needs to be you know the full arena um, there's a lot of things that need to go into that um, and obviously as was outlined there um, there needs to be a long lead up time to that confirmed date so getting guys in and knowing what kind of equipment and things must be bought sorting out season tickets uh, how are they doing season tickets all that stuff I'm, I'm glad I'm not planning it obviously but uh, <laughs> I would, I would be slightly hopeful, actually, about something in December. If you want my opinion, I'll go the opposite way. That I think. Uh, I think, I don't know. I, I think, I think it could be done if you had, um, if you had webcasts at, at every every arena, um, and and you had. Uh, Obviously, fans paying for that as well because that would that would go a long way um, to helping. Yeah, like paying. Like you mean paying for like a a kind of subscription package where you could see all the games as opposed to pay per view, or do you just mean the option to watch a game you want and you would just you would just pay for that as as yeah. that is the season that is your season ticket. What well, um, I think, I think this uh, the the pay per view angle. Um, I think you know if you're going to have fans in the arena, then um, I I can't I just I can't see at the moment how you're going to get sellout crowds. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I think you know that. By the time December comes, you're still going to have social distancing measures in place, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and so because of that, um, you know, I think you would have, if you had a, uh, a pay-per-view um, for each game and you had fans contributed to that, as well as um, you know, the likes of what the clan have been doing in the summer with the shut-off-the-back tickets and uh, 50-50 tickets and stuff like that as well I think if we incorporate all of that together um, would would that compensate for um, not having sellout crowds I don't know but would, yeah. it, would it work possibly and, and the other angle is of course even if you are allowed crowds are you going to get a full crowd are people all going to be confident enough to a to go from a I mean from a, a safety point of view, but also are you going to get normally you know at the start of the season there's the excitement with a new team and all that kind of stuff, but you need to guarantee some kind of income stream as well. So you you've got the season tickets that however they do that I don't know how they're. They're going to sell that. I don't think they've taken money from people for that yet. So, right. you know, is it going to be a reduced price because uh, the service is different or not as many? I don't know how they're going to do that, but 
for the other fans as well that come in, you need to have an exciting team. You need to have a, a good team as well. If, if nobody else is coming in and you're relying purely on season ticket money, then you need to be, you need to be careful from that that point of view. So yeah. you need people to want to come into the games from a safety point of view and also from a enjoyment and a success point of view. So um that's why I think it's important that it's not treated as a, a write off season. I don't think the the club obviously have any intention of doing that, but if it ends up that way indirectly then you know it's gonna be another year of disappointment really. Yeah. It's yeah, the the whole scenario is just bizarre and for us to really uh, comment on it either way is just it's it's so difficult and you know things change all the time with it as well so um, who knows yeah. is the best uh, conclusion there I agree um, before we we discuss some of the other happenings in the league uh, I was going to ask you that you had something you said you wanted to talk about regarding clan merchandise would that be right? <laughs> uh, yeah, would I would I would have prepared a a statement on it, but I didn't have time. But it's basically um, the the constant social media stream from clan about buying stuff, merchandise, for example, beach towels. Um, that I think we touched on before, um, socky jerseys, etc. And I understand that you know to to recoup some money that's been lost, you have to do this. But um, to take to take people's money off them without delivering the product is a bit of a shambles. Uh, you see stuff. Anytime anything like that is posted on Facebook and Twitter, um, if you look at the comment section, it's filled with people saying that they'd, they've purchased it but haven't received it yet. So they could have bought it, um, say, the 10th of June or something like that, and they're still waiting on it. That's that's not right. You, can, <laughs> you, can, you are you right. You can't run a business like that. It would be it would be better. See if you just went straight to Warrior and ordered it, ordered it from Warrior, you would have it a lot sooner, I would suggest. But um, Yeah, they're almost just acting as a as a middleman. Yeah, it's um you know, or, order them in first. Because people like people will buy them and they obviously know you don't wanna you don't wanna buy too much stock and then not sell it, but um for the amount of people that um, that have bought them and are still waiting on them, it's just that's not good enough. And they obviously must must have a fair idea uh, on numbers, judging by the amount of people that buy jerseys during the regular season, um, and people that have bought soggy jerseys in the past as well. So I don't, um, yeah, it's just ethically, it's it's, it's wrong. Um, and uh, as a business, it's not very well run either. No, it's it's not given any kind of confidence to a anybody, any new customers. But mm-hmm. n- never mind that. It's exactly as you say, the the time between ordering and getting things, or in some cases, not getting things or getting the wrong stuff whatever else, you know, you've had an experience with that. It just seems like they've just never really been able to get... So, it's, yeah, I guess you have to kind of differentiate a, a bit between what what is available. So I think at times some of the merchandise and the ideas behind it is good. But the part where they're getting it to people and... I have to say as well that the price that they did sell some things for and possibly still are, it just 
yeah, it's not. I don't know. People, people must be buying it though, because they're they're still, you know, they're still yeah. they're still doing it, but like the not not one to get in the particular items, uh, really. But some of this stuff, as we've said, I'm just thinking, what what is the point of that? But then, if for the people who want to buy that, that's fine. But at least get it to them, and give yeah. them a good service, and get repeat customers, and make the whole experience good. Because it seems like nothing else really is is going on from the the playing side, uh, and I'm I'm sure it is. But get the other side right as well. Yeah, because I've yeah, as you said, like I've I've had stuff. Um, delivered to me that was that had, <laughs> had somebody else's name on the back of it. Um, I'm sure a jersey was delivered that was uh, a different colour to the one that I'd ordered. Um, so you know, it's, it's stuff like that, and you know, really because of that, until until that's sorted, then you know, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't buy anything online again until it's yeah. sorted or I can buy it on match night yeah and then even if it's the case of you know taking stuff down for a bit and saying you know we're trying to get it sorted then however they do that then go for it because people will appreciate that more um, yeah you, know, if you it, see if that not, you see if that on any website fulfill the commitment to ah. sell whatever it is and get stuff delivered properly and get the right stock in and whatever and you can't you can't have hidden like a, a situation where people are buying things that they expect to be delivered at a given time and they're actually not even in stock or stuff like that. That's the impression I get that goes on at times. Um yeah. and then it takes the person needs to inquire and they'll say, Oh well, you know, we're still waiting for a delivery of this. You can't you shouldn't be doing that. It's, I get that sometimes suppliers are shite, but it just seems a bit amateur, to be honest. And, uh, you know, take some time to get it right. That's it. I think that's, that's all I wanted to say. That's good. All good. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere then, um, a few clubs, I think, have been quite busy, really, uh, in bringing back players for Season X. We're still calling it. Um, Sheffield have re-signed uh, Cole Shudra, Marco Valorant, Anthony DeLuca, Brendan Connolly, Tanner Eberle, Marek Trinsinski, Aaron Johnson and John Armstrong. So all of these guys are happy to be coming back. Um, I, I'm sure they'll probably have a few more. Uh but you know, whether whether or not I would have wanted that many re-signs from our team last year, uh, it just seems like they're they're in a a better place than Clanner, and obviously they've got a coach and the money thing. We won't get into that, but uh, the fans were obviously buzzing to have that many re-signings. I think they all, they did that all in one day, um, and that that's really how you get get excitement going for the season and I think Clan are trying to do that but we're just um, you know we're, we're not able to to produce that sort of um, not fanfare but I don't I don't really know how I'm, how I'm trying to say it but it just seems like we're being more reactive than yeah. than proactive and maybe that's that's a bit harsh but I think in a way it seems like everyone's get getting a bit of a step on us. Yeah, I think considering how well Sheffield played last season as well, uh, I think they maybe looking to go down the route that Cardiff um, have done in recent years and it's worked for them. Yeah. And and keeping a, a large a large group of guys that were there um, and sort of looked to build on one or two pieces, but um, you know for for them to get. To get all of those guys back in um, is a a major major coup um, for for season X. Yeah, 
we all, we obviously know about Brendan Connolly and Belfast couldn't get him to stick around. We couldn't get him to stick around. Um, but Sheffield have managed it. And obviously, yeah, Valorand was, was excellent as well. So, two great players. I think that's that's put them in a good place for, for when the season starts. Um, Cardiff, Evan Mosey, Sam Jardin, Josh Batch, Thomas Ruckus, Sam Duggan. Not not all the biggest of names, but again that the the way they've been doing it, retaining a core of their team as well as a lot of the the, the bigger names that they already have done. So you know they they've got a huge portion of that team back again, um, and it's ominous I suppose. But I'm just not thinking we're competing with these teams at the moment. To be honest. We're just we're not we're not going to be at that level. No, definitely not. Um, they've obviously got a bit a bit more stability and, and financial backing behind them as well. Yeah, they can afford to do that, um, and that's ultimately going to be the difference um, for the upcoming season. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, as well the other kind of. Big news extension there, CJ Mott, the Coventry netminder. We know how impressive he was when he came in. That's yeah. a big, a big uh, deal for them to be able to get that through. Because he he basically changed their season round, I think. And if he's anywhere near as good as he was last year, um, then you know he's going to be, if not the top goaltender, then close to it. In the league because he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he, I think he probably is the best, the best goalie in the league. Um, sorry, sorry, Martin. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How could I forget? Yeah, crown's been taken. Um, no, I think he, you know, like like you said, he came in and um, rejuvenated the the Coventry team and you know, helped to to kick them on and I think he was probably their most pivotal player down the stretch. Um so for for Danny Stewart and, and Coventry to get to get him back in the building for for next season is a a, a major achievement. I think he would have been number one uh, on the list of guys to come back. Because you know how important um having a good goaltender is or yeah. maybe we don't but We don't uh, seem to but other teams do. Other teams do. Sensible yeah. teams do, yeah. And, uh, you know, he'll have been, I've got no doubt there'll be offers from other teams in the league and elsewhere. Um, so, you know, yeah. it kind of just shows you what, because Coventry did, did have a successful season. Um, it sort of shows you that, you know, with if you leave guys with a point to prove or they enjoy what, where they're playing and they have success, then that that can go a long way to keeping keeping guys for another season. Um, other players that have that have moved on, just picking some of them out here. Um, Carlo Finucci from Fife, aka Brad Marchand. He, uh, you know, he he's been good for Fife. Um, They'll, I, I think they'll miss him. That, that was a bit of a weird one. That was another, we'll leave the door open for him. Uh, so whether, I think it's Romania he's gone to, so whether or not there's something that they know that other people don't and he'll be back, uh, I'm not sure, but I think they'll miss him. Uh, and then also Chase Shaber as well. Only yesterday he was announced as, as going to Germany, so two quite big players there for Fife leaving. Yeah, um, it'd be difficult to to replace them as well, um, and what what they brought to to Fife and um, you know, and for for them to to keep guys like that there um, was was pretty good um, initially anyway. So um, to lose them to lose them now uh, is a bit of kicking the teeth. But um, but if the door's been left open, then who knows. I guess it's, it's I don't know it's it is really bizarre 
because it could it could come time in, in December where uh, you know guys like that have played a few games yeah. in Romania uh, or wherever they wherever they move to to play um, and then they ultimately come back for, for the start of the late league season um, yeah true so something like that could end up happening as well but then do you do you really want to take the chance for that and you know if you are going to get guys like that back then who do you who do you get rid of if you've if you've completed your roster no I know exactly um, I think one of the uh, the biggest ones though is that Cali Akarids left Guildford and moved on to somewhere that I will find out in a second. But Jukla I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, Slovakian maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I wait till the page opens. But anyway, he was obviously one of the yes the premier defensemen for the past few seasons. Uh, I always thought great to watch, um, and he'll leave. He'll leave a big hole in that team because his point production, not quite as much last year, but the two seasons before was just unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's Slovakia. Uh, you know, great power play guy and all the rest. So they'll maybe struggle to to replace him. Maybe we might beat Guildford next season. Then. That would be superb. <laughs> it won't happen, but um, not definitely a, a massive loss. Um, not only for for Guildford, but for the for the league as well. Um, yeah, definitely one of one of our um, favorite players, I guess, from the rest from of the other league. teams. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, they've they've obviously got some of the other top guys back, but he'll be a big blow. Um, Jordan Smotherman and Elgin Pierce leaving Belfast. Obviously, Pierce came in from Dundee halfway through the year, um, so maybe not as big a miss. But Smotherman had a had a really big impact. Uh, he was a top player, so you know we've, we've not really heard too much out of Belfast, and um, Nottingham as well. Sam Hare, who was I think was he the top point scorer in the league. Last year, maybe. Uh, he had a great yeah. season. And then yeah. Brett Perlini as well. Leaving so Nottingham and Belfast. We hadn't really heard too much from them, I think. Now, possibly Nottingham and Belfast, the only teams who've not announced a signing. But, I mean, we hardly have as well, but I need to give the guys some credit. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they've been quite quiet, but. Slowly, a lot of the top players just generally moving to other opportunities. It's not a surprise, but it is a shame because um, they they bring up the overall standard of the games, obviously. Yeah, I know, and it could um, could take a bit of time for for the league to build that up again, um, depending on what happens, obviously. But um, definitely another another big name, and uh, he will be missed. Yeah. Again, both both by Nottingham and by the league. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess on a, a bit of a lighter note, though, the NHL playoffs are back, so a wee bit of excitement there. And obviously, <laughs> the the football in Scotland's back, so we can't be too. Can't be too. It's looking up. It is looking up. Um, and we'll see. I think it's looking up, <laughs> and we're wrapping up. <laughs> we'll see if this season X thing ever happens, but we're slowly coming to you with some signings maybe when we sign another three Ottawa Uni boys we'll we'll get episode 79 in about 80 days from now exactly um, and hopefully by then it'll be we'll have a new yeah. coach maybe yeah well that that would be some real excitement I think I think we've got to say by the time we record next we've got a coach and we've got a, we've got a definite positive season starting theme going on. It's got to be that, you know. Cause and if not, then we'll be here anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, we'll, we'll probably still be here recording even if none of that happens, so don't worry about it. Uh, but no, so so a good uh, a good wee hour or so. Um, hopefully, as we say, we'll bring bring some more joy and happiness to people's ears. Um, or maybe not. And in the meantime, obviously cheer for turn up, but keep a. Uh, Keep supporting the drive-in movies and maybe maybe one point buy a bit of merchandise and you might get it before Christmas. <laughs> buy that they should preface it with that. Buy now for Christmas. <laughs> buy now. For Christmas twenty twenty. Zero percent interest. Pay pay nothing until Christmas twenty twenty two. Unbelievable. Uh, you've got to laugh, but didn't you? You do, yeah, I know. But yes, thanks folks. Um, if anybody has listened this far to this many episodes, then get in touch and we'd love to hear from you, of course. A beach towel will be on, on your way. <laughs> yeah, we'll send, you, we'll send you some merchandise that was meant to be sent to somebody else, but it's ended up at our house by accident. Ah, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, cheers, uh, to yourself and everyone else folks and we will catch you next time. Speak to you then.